don't underestimate the power of good lighting and a strong internet and a good camera. People need to see and hear. And when they do not, they check out in a hurry. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Welcome to the Green Room Central podcast. Today's episode is part of something special. Over the past five weeks, each Monday, I've delivered another training in my five-part challenge, the Virtual Event Lab, a training program developed to help you scale your business by using the vehicle of virtual events. And today you're listening to part five, last one, best one, right? Now I will be referencing a framework that I've drawn on some note cards and some worksheets for you to complete. If you want those resources, then hop into your members area for free access. Just go to greenroomcentral.com and look for the button that says the virtual event lab and you'll get right in. All right, get your notebook and pen ready. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Sarah Pfeiffer, the events expert, and welcome back to day five of the Virtual Event Lab. Today, you're gonna to develop competency in the simple tools that you need so you can share your message and keep technology overwhelm from holding you back. You're going to learn how to right fit the technology to the size and complexity of your event today. Second, you're going to learn a very simple tech setup. And then third, you're going to learn an advanced tech setup. We've made it to the top of the virtual event planning pyramid. We're right here. If you're picturing a pyramid with five parts, we're at the tippy top. I wish I had some confetti to throw. <laughs> Today's epic. This is where we make it happen. It's so important because all the things that you want for yourself and for your business and for your community, all those, thing, all those things we covered in day one, your whys, remember those? Those don't happen if you don't get past the tech overwhelm. I hope you've got a picture of your why printed out and taped to the wall by your desks. So you can see it every single day. I bet you've got a team that's counting on you too. And maybe they're family members or friends who are helping you along the way, or maybe they're employees or contractors that are watching you and your leadership in this moment. I want you to show up for them by not allowing the stuff that we talk about in today's lesson to hold you back, okay? But even with all of those reasons why it's so important, live event leaders still struggle here. They let stress or anxiety or overwhelm, whatever you want to call it, they let it creep in and they pause. They pause because it feels hard or like something they can't or won't be able to understand. And those pauses go from days to weeks to months. And then soon the dream is fully on the back burner, but it does not have to be. It goes back to the old infinity loop, right? When we know more, we feel more confident. When we feel more confident, 
we take more action. Knowledge, action, confidence, they feed each other. It's a really beautiful thing. I learned it from Brendan Burchard, one of my favorite mentors on the topic of personal growth and business. I didn't always feel confident, though, around event technology and production. But after 20 years of event planning experience and working with many different production companies and tech teams and creating some great relationships with several of them along the way and studying a lot and asking lots of questions, that old infinity loop is working its magic for me. I know how the wizard behind the curtain works now. And you get to benefit from all of that today. So you're going to walk away from day five of the virtual event lab with some answers to some big questions and some big work completed. You're going to know how to right fit the technology to the size and complexity of your event. You're going to know a simple tech setup and you're going to learn an advanced tech setup. The training that we're going to work through together on day five right here, make it happen. <laughs> the top of the pyramid will be the information that you need to make and understand the roads ahead of you to pick a path and to start running towards your target. And you're running. And I see that it's training five of the virtual event lab and you're here. You made it all the way to the last day. Now, this shocks me, and I'd hazard a guess it probably shocks you as well because <laughs> you and I are high performers. But such a small percentage of people who enroll in trainings like this make it to the end. But you're part of the elite few who are finishers. Yay you. And I bet you're feeling the excitement of what you've learned and where you're going, and you've earned it. So let's go get it. Last one, best one. Do yourself a favor, get out your journal, turn off your distractions, close the door, download today's digital workbook page and prepare to take a lot of notes and grab your pen. Let's go. All right, we're gonna start with step number one, right fit the technology to the size and complexity of your event. So this one's kind of gonna be hopefully an easy fun step for you. I like to say that there is a line in the sand when we're deciding if a simple tech setup or an advanced tech setup is right for us. So I'm going to show you what the line in the sand is and then you decide which side you're going to stand on and that'll decide if you want a simple tech setup or an advanced tech setup. Don't freak out. This is going to be simple. All right. So I'm going to give you three lines in the sand. If you feel like the need to cross that line in the sand at any point, then you're in the advanced space. If you feel like, no, I feel very comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to stay on this side of the sand of the line. Then you can stay in that simple tech setup space. Okay. First line in the sand, 300 people. If you're going to exceed 300 people, then I think you should follow the advanced tech setup path. If you're going to stay under 300 people, I would say take the simple path. Why 300 people? Because when you're subdividing in Zoom, as of this recording, I 
think we're still at subdividing up to 50 times in a single Zoom meeting. And if you take 300, let me do the math here, you divide it by 50, right? You get six. And I really like that number for small group breakouts. I don't think it should be bigger than that. In fact, you may even think it's smaller. But 300 people. So that's why I say that number for simple versus advanced tech setup. The next line in the sand is, I'm going to describe to you a bunch of tech things that you can consider using for your event. And if any of those techie, nice to have things, so I'm gonna give you kind of a menu. If any of those nice to have things on the menu appeal to you, but the idea of doing it yourself freaks you out, then you're gonna stand on the advanced tech setup side of the line. But no, there's gonna be on this menu of nice to have items, a lot of things you can do yourself. But some people get freaked out by tech and they don't wanna do it themselves. In which case, if the things I'm gonna share with you sound appealing and you're not a DIYer, then I want you to stand on the <laughs> advanced side of the line, okay? You tracking with me? Now, the third line in the sand is, if any amount of overwhelm or resistance comes up when we talk about this tech stuff, then I want you to stand on the advanced side of the line, okay? Because I don't want overwhelm or resistance keeping you from hosting that event that's on your heart, okay? So let's go with talking about the, the simple tech setup, okay? So what does a simple tech setup look and sound like? Sound. You can be sitting at your desk in your office, like I am right now, using your existing mic. That's what sound can sound like. You can be sitting in your office, like I am right now, with a ring light, and that could be your lighting. Easy peasy. A video camera, you can be, again, sitting at your desk with your webcam, and that could be your video camera. And you can use your at-home internet. But uh, caveat there. See how easy this is sounding already? You're like, oh, I could just sit at my desk in my office and run <laughs> my virtual event. Yes, you can. When we're on the internet piece, though, I want you to go to a website, type in fast.com, F-A-S-T.com, and I want to check, I want you to check your upload and download speed. And if you're not at, so the big number they'll show you first is the download speed. Kind of disregard that. Because what's important is when you press that show more information button and they show you your upload speed on the far right. I need that number to like, it really should be above 30 uh, Mbps. And if it's not 
probably go somewhere else to host your virtual event. Okay. I mean, we've done it at 20. It's not ideal. But in those cases, you really need to have every other person in your house off the internet, not streaming any shows or gaming or doing anything really on the internet because you really need to protect your bandwidth for just your event because the upload speed is what matters here because you're sending your video and audio up to the cloud. It really isn't about that big download number because that's what's coming down to you. Um, I think people get confused here because the the home internet companies, they, they love to give us a really big pipe coming into our house so we can stream movies all day, every day, and watch them and without any sort of uh, buffering. But they really limit us on our upload speed. And that's what's going to, that's the number that'll get you when you're doing a virtual event from your home. Now, I have had clients that I've worked with where we've, for the event, we have connected with their local internet provider and asked them to bring in the business line to the house because uh, there's different. You can get like home business service, which is different than residential service, and they typically will give you a bigger pipe going out. And so that's what I just want to call your attention to. And I don't want you that this whole conversation about internet speed to freak you out, but definitely check with fast.com. I, and I do it when I am prepping any presenter that's virtual for any event. I always make them go through that exercise of checking and telling me the number because I just, I don't want to have a internet connectivity problem, right? When people can't see or hear when things are like getting garbled because and glitchy because of the internet speed, people check out so quickly. Engagement drops. All right, I'll get off my internet soapbox. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Sarah Fafer or drop into Lynchpin Nation, the free community, or drop a comment below this video if something came up for you there and you need more uh, of an explanation. So we've talked about what a simple setup sounds like. We're still on... We're still on number two here, talking about what a simple setup looks and sounds like. We've talked about sound and lighting and video camera and internet and then platform. I'm going to say Zoom. <laughs> and you say, Sarah, really? I say, really? Uh, still today, um, you know, years into the pandemic, Zoom is by far and away the best platform to host your virtual event on because everyone knows how to use it now and it's so solid and people get to see each other and hear each other and it's just so much more personal and it does all the things that you need it to do so don't try and get fancy <laughs> feel like you need to use one of those other platforms that sprung up it's it's just not necessary. Use what's there. It's super affordable too. Uh, and then the next thing is uh, sales or registration plus concierge page. So I really think we've talked about that, that some sort of sales page to sell your event offer on is essential and then some sort of 
concierge page is essential. The, oh, and I said sales or registration page because some people it's not, um, you know, it's, it's a free thing. And so basically you're just getting people registered, but also, yeah, that concierge page, so important to have that one-stop shop before, during, and after your event for your guests to congregate and get up-to-date information and interact with each other. It's, it's, it's a good thing. So you need some sort of landing page software or get creative inside of a a Facebook group or on circle to, to create that space for you. I, I don't think that you need to get all fancy on Eventbrite and co complicate things. The more you can keep it simple in-house on your existing site, the better. Oh, and I want to mention if you need help with tools, my recommendation is Kajabi. That's what I personally use. And then for a community, I personally use Circle, but I know a lot of people are still on Facebook. Uh, and then another resource is if you look on zoom.com, you'll get gear recommendations that play nice with their platform. And uh, they definitely have lots of support available there now. So does YouTube University. So that's all super helpful. And then I guess the last thing I'd talk about with just the simple tech setup is just making sure you're backing up what you are creating and recording, recording it. And that's what, again, why I love Zoom. It makes it so simple. You may consider backup internet or backup power if you're at home and any of those resources feel at risk to you. Those are easily uh, obtainable resources, generators, and, and actually like mobile internet is not hard to come by these days. So know that those are options too. So that's all the simple stuff. And I'd say don't underestimate the power of good lighting and strong internet and a good camera. People need to see and hear. And when they do not, they check out in a hurry. I really want to underline that, just making sure people can hear you. Good mic, can see you, good camera, lighting, so they can see you. And then internet, so it's not all glitchy. <laughs> all right. So that's simple tech setup. If that feels good to you, then you can play in that space and you can all do it all like yourself. But if any of those things seemed like too much, then I'd love for you to hire support. And so I want to talk about what an advanced tech setup could look like. And I'm sure you've seen a bunch over the past couple years and perhaps some that really caught your eye and you're like, I'd love to emulate that or model that, but let's move into three advanced tech setup and talk about what that looks and sounds like and what kind of shiny objects you can add when you have support. So sound, of course, if you don't wanna be using your at-home mic setup, when you hire production support or 
you know, even buy it and bring it into your own home. It's all available to us. You know, being able to get some sort of clip-on wireless mic sometimes is a really nice thing. Being able, if you're going to have multiple people uh, all speaking at the same time, co-located in the same location, say you're in your home and you know, like there's you and your business partner and you both want to sit together and banter and be on camera at the same time. Well, that's probably a good reason why having some clip-on mics uh, running to a soundboard is a good idea versus just doing the at-home setup that I'm using right now. Lighting. If you're going to sit any distance away from your webcam further than where I'm at right now. It's just like arm distance away. And maybe you're going to have like, let's call it a, a a happy hour at the end of the day. And you want to sit in a club chair and be kind of away from the camera. So there's more of a full body shot and you've got a nice, table next to you with your drink and your note cards and and you've got like a nice background and you want to just like really get some good light on all that then you're going to need to bring in lighting I mean you've done this for video shoots in the past right you didn't want to bring in lighting for that event and that's either buying it yourself on Amazon right or hiring uh, production company to bring that in for you. But I do really recommend if you're not, if you're going to want a look that's any different than what you normally see on a zoom where you're just like, just basically your head is framed in the, the square again, like I'm doing right now. Uh, if you're watching a video, then I think you should be bringing somebody in a production company, some sort of support to, to light, your set for you, or be going out and buying a whole bunch of lights and uh, lighting your space and definitely be watching a YouTube university video on how to light a room. Video camera. So we talked about just using our existing webcam, but there's, if you want, this is so fun. If you want to alternate between maybe a shot that's behind you and a shot that's coming direct to camera at your face so that the, your guests can see that you see them, you know, that classic shot in a virtual event where you've got, you see the back of the presenter and they're looking at that wall of TV screens. that has got all the zoom gallery views showing you could see all the people, or if you've watched any of Tony Robbins events where he's, you know, he built that, um, Zoom uh, stadium in F- Florida where he's you know, wrapped in a 360-degree uh, screen with what looks like hundreds, maybe there's thousands of, uh, of the guests' Zoom windows and he's looking at them. Like, If you want that to achieve that look for your guests, you're going to need another camera behind you and a switcher so that you can switch. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do that yourself at home. You certainly can. Uh, but if, if you're like resistance is coming up that you're like, oh, I don't want to figure that out. I mean, it's not 
that <laughs> it really isn't that much more advanced and it's challenging. You can get all the equipment you would need on, on Amazon. And there are certainly plenty of tutorials on how to uh, build that setup uh, for a virtual event in your space. But if you want a multi-camera setup where you're, you're, you're able to switch the camera view throughout the event, then you're going to want to hire support if you're not feeling up to doing that yourself. And I guess I'd only say do it yourself if that's something you love or if this is going to be a really regular occurrence that you're hosting virtual events and you really want to just level up your at-home studio and get all the equipment that you need. Maybe you pay somebody to, you know, set it all up for you and train you and then you're just off to the races and you can be running your own really kind of engaging, visually stimulating virtual events right from your home office with multiple cameras and like a little switch buttons, you know, at your fingertips so you can switch camera angles at all times. Like that's, it's so easy to do. It really is. And it's available to you to do at home, but you could also hire somebody and probably would recommend that that's where you would start for most people. So that's cameras, internet. We talked about this a little before. If you have any concerns about your internet, you want to either go to a different space that has reliable internet or bring in some internet and um, just, again, send me a DM on, on Instagram or message me on uh, Lynchpin Nation or below this video if you need a recommendation for where to get uh, extra internet and the ability to like lace together multiple internet providers and basically have the option of multiple lines of service working together at the same location. So it's a thing, a really good idea if you just want backup. Now, platform, I still, for the advanced tech setup, really still recommend Zoom. I, I do not waver on that matter of this, doesn't matter the size. It's just that if you go beyond that 300 person space and you, you wanna have those intimate group breakouts, then you're gonna have to use a production company that is experienced and creating, um, some people call them Zoom farms, if you will, Zoom stadiums, where you've got multiple Zoom meetings running at the same time and someone with the know-how to stitch them together and do the mix minus so that they can, you can have talk back between Zoom meetings. Um, I'm sure you've been in a scenario over the past couple of years where that's been a thing, so you're aware of it. But in order to make that happen, you really need to hire a production company to, to manage that for you. And there's so many now that are really experienced in doing that. But it definitely allows you to run several Zoom meetings at once and increase your the capacity of your virtual event to a very large number. <laughs> so you, you don't don't feel like you have a ceiling. And... Okay, so that's platform. So then a sales or registration page, concierge page. There are companies these days who have gotten into the business of creating those for you. I really still think that's something you should do in-house and manage in-house. Uh, yeah, there are some shiny objects you can add that you could go get a developer to help you with. And perhaps you might want to do that, but... That's something where I don't, I don't know that you need to get outside support unless it's just a more of a bandwidth issue. The 
the, the next thing I want to talk about is switchers. So we talked a little bit about this when we talked about video, but if you want the ability to switch between looks on screen where have you ever seen been in a in a zoom meeting where it almost looked like tv where they had people in fancy boxes there was a pretty background around the zoom uh video screens kind of like if you were watching any of the news channels during uh, the pandemic and they were bringing guests on virtually and they definitely had a branded wrapper around everyone with lower thirds, like their name and title or where they're from or what their business was. If you want that, that's definitely where you're going to want to bring in a production company uh, to add that and be able to switch between looks where maybe you're, you know, you've got a camera view from behind you or camera view from the side or switch to you plus slides. All that requires a switcher and Again, there are some that you can get at home. It makes it very easy, like an ATEM Mini, but it's probably a good idea to hire a production company to support you in that uh, if, if you want to be switching between views. And I do recommend that you do switch between views because your guests can get bored, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And switching, if, if you think about the last time you watched a movie or a TV show, think about how many how many times they switch what you're looking at, like the angle, the matter of 60 seconds. It's it's crazy high. And so we are kind of producing TV, right? When we're producing a virtual event. So being ha having those options available to you definitely helps. And so I want to encourage you to consider using a production company so you can have access to that. Uh, again, you can do it yourself too, but you got a lot going on when you're the one who's presenting. And if you're not super experienced at it, it can kind of hinder your ability to show up and serve for your guests. Moving on, if you feel like you need support in any of these areas we just talked about in the advanced setup, what I would say is approach a production company that that has virtual event production experience. And if you need recommendations, send me a DM on Instagram or uh, drop me a note in Lynchpin Nation or below this video. I'm happy to help you out because I think that's the route you should go. Otherwise, again, there's lots of YouTube videos on at-home setups for virtual events. You could go ahead and spend the money, invest in a studio at home if you think this is a regular thing. And that'd be super fun too. So it's a lot. I think the last thing I'd mention to you on this advanced setup side is other thing to consider is you just have more engagement strategies available to you. If you hire a production company, you can, if you're going to have a lot of presenters, it's probably a good idea to use a, uh, an, uh, a production company, especially if you're going to have a mix of presenters who are co-located in a space and then presenters who are virtual. And then uh, we talked about it, of course, that if you want multiple video feeds, those are all reasons why that you would want 
to use a production company. They just understand the environment of doing a live event and will really support you. So I hope that helps. I hope it helps you to be able to see what side of the line you're going to stand on. If you're going to raise your hand and get support or if you're going to do it yourself and you've got this, but before we wrap today, I want to give you your action step. Okay. So your action step is to complete the training five worksheet. It's available to you to download from the download section right under or next to this video if you're watching in the members area. Or if you're listening, go over to greenroofcentral.com and click the link that says the virtual event lab so you can get on into that members area for free too. When you download that resource, it's gonna help you develop that competency in the simple tools that you need so that you can share your message and keep technology overwhelm from holding you back. And what I want you to do is start by downloading the digital workbook page and then read through the questions. And then I want you to spend 15 minutes down uh, brainstorming uh, with your team, ideally, and recording your answers on that worksheet. Now, as soon as this training is over, I want you to please block time on your calendar to do that work. Or if you've got time now, do it now. But let's tie this all up in a pretty little bow, shall we? So day five, training five of the virtual event lab, this challenge has been about make it happen, right? Make it happen. You learned the three big pieces for laying a super solid foundation to your event. You learned how to right fit the technology to the size and the complexity of your event. You learned a simple tech setup, what that looks and sounds and feels like, right? And you learned an advanced tech setup. And you've got your action step to complete the training five page of your digital workbook. You're getting it done one step at a time, you're so much closer to hosting your next virtual event. I love your progress and commitment, but I want to remind you, I, I don't want you to let overwhelm stop you. If you feel it coming up, then use that as your signal to ask for help and learn more to fill that gap that you're feeling, okay? Do remember that your community needs you to figure this out. Do allow your desire to serve them to outweigh your fear of the tech, okay? If you get stuck or you get overwhelmed, reach out inside the live event leader community that you're now a part of and ask for support. Support is available to you. Remember, DM me at Sarah Fafer on Instagram, drop into Lynchpin Nation, that free community, or Drop your question below this video if you're already inside the members area. And remember, you can access those last two by going to greenroomcentral.com. So if your head is really spinning on all this tech stuff, then go for a bike ride or a run. Like, move your body. Physical activity has a way of really clearing a person's head. I am... <laughs> totally madly in love with my Peloton bike. And I 100% believe that my discipline in waking up and riding every weekday is a key ingredient 
to the recipe for beating overwhelm. Truth. You know, I had a client who I could tell like they were, they, they were over their head. They were in over their head with all this virtual event tech stuff and, and also in their head. (laughs) And the cool thing is they recognized that and asked for help. And now they may have sat on it a little longer than would be ideal, but the important thing was that they asked their help, they asked for help, they raised their hand. And then they could step back into their genius zone and charge forward on the content and the service to their community. Isn't it true that the places that we need help are the ones where we kind of drag our feet? Yeah. Now, before we wrap up, I want to take one more moment to remind you about the tool that you've got at your disposal. I want you to download that digital workbook page for this training. It'll give you a recap of what we covered here and remind you about your action step for today. And it will guide your brainstorming with your team. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Congratulations. You did it. You just finished the virtual event lab. It's huge. You need to celebrate after this. What a major accomplishment. If we were in an event right now, I'd totally be blasting some high energy music obnoxiously loud. I love to do that at doors at the end. I love walk-up music that is on point to underscore the feeling in the room. And let's just pretend that uh, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas is playing right now. (laughs) So many people fail to keep the discipline to complete what they start but not you. You're different. And what tells me that is that you're going to go on and make your virtual event happen. And I'm so darn excited for you. I just want to take a moment to congratulate you and thank you for joining the virtual event lab. Will you keep the momentum going and take it step by step? Are you feeling like this is possible for you? Are you willing to bumble through and be okay If you make mistakes, you promise not to be so darn hard on yourself. I'm inspired by your desire to answer that calling that you've been feeling to gather your community live virtually, to serve in a bigger way, to take advantage of this hugely profitable container, which is virtual events. I'm inspired by you taking the time to learn and level up. It's seriously been an honor to be here with you throughout this five-part training. This community of live event leaders lights me up, and you deserve to feel awesome right now. Please know that. Please know that. You can do this. Know that your community will be grateful for the opportunity. They may already be asking you for this. Know that your guests will love hearing your perspective. I want you to please share your comments or questions in the chat right below this video or in Lynchpin Nation or in my DMs on Instagram. Those places are all there as a resource for you. And then don't forget that by you asking a question, you're likely helping someone else who's within this live event leader community who may have the same question. And if you want to continue on your journey with me, 
I want you to do one simple thing. Go follow me on Instagram at Sarah Fafer. That's the place where I'm delivering as much training and insights on virtual and in-person events and on my own life as I continue to learn and level up right alongside each and every one of you. And I hope to see you inside one of my other programs soon, especially Live Event Academy, which is the next step to mastery to continue your momentum from right here inside the virtual event lab. On behalf of myself and my team, thank you for being a part of this challenge. I celebrate your commitment to excellence in events and in business. You deserve to have an extraordinary live event. And you have the gift to create a ripple effect. So go out there and make it happen. Take these tools that I've given you and the things that are necessary to make your virtual event happen. The process will light you up inside. I promise you this. I know you joined this challenge because you wanted to learn a few new things and you wanted to level up your game. And we accomplished all that here, you and me. We achieved that together. We've learned together and we've taken the first few steps. And now I want you to share in the comments below or in my DMs on Instagram or in Lynchpin Nation, what was your aha moment? What have you committed to? What will you make happen now that we've gone through this challenge together? I'd be grateful to know and I know the rest of the community would too. I appreciate you. And thank you for being a part of the Virtual Event Lab. Congrats on your ongoing commitment to leveling up yourself and your business. Go make it happen. Thank you for listening to this special Green Room Central podcast episode all about making your virtual event happen. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Fafer and let me know why did you like it and what would you like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future that'll help me know what to create for you if right now you're thinking Sarah yes an event is happening but here's the thing I have a sizable team and they can make this happen but we need someone to teach us how then go to greenroomcentral.com to book a private workshop you'll get a customized two-day workshop for your team during that workshop Everyone will learn a repeatable framework that can be used to start or scale events in your business. You'll then create a roadmap as a team so that everyone leaves the workshop with a shared vision for how to move forward with confidence. In case you're curious, this podcast is built on Kajabi. I loved how easy it was to set up and how easy it is to maintain, but more so, I'm thrilled that my entire business is run within one platform. From my emails, to my pages, to my courses, and also my podcast. It's all under one roof. If you love simplicity and scalability as much as I do, then go to greenroomcentral.com to get a free 14-day trial from Kajabi. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.